Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. And we are live in Live Code Agents now. It's Dale uh, Archdeacon of Brian Curtis. I nearly forgot my last name. Doing cash call again today. So happy to see all of you guys. We're getting a bunch of people on the live here uh, actually with us on Zoom. That's excellent, Brian. It is. And you, know, and you know, it might be a rough day if you can't remember your own name. So that's, that's I'm, I hope you're having a better day than that, Dale. <laughs> I've just been doing a lot of talking and you know, you get to a certain point where your mouth starts running faster than your brain cells are processing. Yes. Yeah. You just it definitely out, can happen. Yeah. You outrun it. Um, so I was just doing the follow-up boss webinar and we were talking about, I have an agent and working on strategies that we use scripts that we use for dealing with, I have an agent. And, you know, especially with the proliferation of, uh, internet leads and as well, you know, uh, Zillow realtor being huge sources and, and frankly, everybody using the internet and, and having that sort of speed of data and, and access to data we we're really running into a lot more scenarios where people are either doing it themselves or they are um, uh, already have an agent that they're working with, right? So it just is really common. And so we were working on that scripting today. I have a couple of calls that I'm going to play where where it deals with those things. And I, I just want to give some people some nuance, you know, some of the some of the examples of where things can go wrong, if if you will, if that makes sense, Brian. I think it's great. Um, I think, it, you know, it's an important um, thing because at the end of the day, there it's something we're going to deal with. And here's the reality of it. When I started in this business in 05, you didn't have to deal with this. The reason I didn't have to deal with it, there was no Realtor.com. There was no Zillow. There was no Trulia. Nobody had a website that had IDX on it. And basically you got an agent, unless you did really something bad on the, at least on the buy side, they didn't fire you. They didn't go call 12 other agents. Now, they fill out a form and 27 people call them. So uh, it's just a different environment. And I think it's super important to understand how to deal with that in a professional way and know, you know the best way to move forward. So I think it's a great, great discussion. Excellent. So let's play uh, a couple of these things over here. I'm going to do this one first. I want to play for you guys like some, some red flags. And, uh, you know, Brian's definitely going to hear these, but I want to point these out. Uh, last question is, yeah, have you, uh, are you currently working with a realtor? Not, not right now. Great. Okay. When you do find the perfect home, do you plan? So that was red flag one, not right now. I don't like that answer. Do you plan on hiring a realtor? It'll depend on the situation. Uh, red flag number two, right? Depends on the situation. I don't like these answers. Gotcha. Okay. But you have no one specifically in mind right now. No, we don't. And that was a terrible question this guy asked. You have no one specific in mind right now. It was a yes or no question, which clearly this guy was already prepared to answer in that way. We did not learn anything with that question. And we honestly didn't even confirm anything that we didn't already know and that would be instructive for us. Uh, well, so let's take a step back. Do you train that question? Because I don't. Yes, we do. Okay. So, uh, and I know we've talked about this before that you don't train that way. Uh, we do. Um, and whether or not you do, I know that we agree that you need to find out whether somebody is, has been working with an agent or not, however, yeah. however you go about it. Um, so 
in the, uh, so I, why don't you go ahead and tell people how you train and then we'll I, talk about you know, on, on the, and this is buy side, you know, on the sell side, it's a little bit different, but on the buy side, it's just, Hey, have you looked at any houses? So you just role play with me. Hey, Dale, have you looked at any houses? Say yeah, we've seen a few. Okay, cool. So out of curiosity, were you calling listing agents? Were you going to open houses? Like, how were you getting in the door? Uh, we, we've spoken to a couple listing agents and, um, and then, yeah, I, I think we did an open house or two. Okay. So tell me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like you're not necessarily committed to one agent. Is that accurate? Uh, not at the moment. Okay, cool. And then I would go in and, and, and do that. So to me, that gets me the same set of information. I don't like yes, no questions. I know you don't either, but, and I'm not saying you can't ever ask a yes, no question, but the question, it feels for me, like it's harder to dig out of that. Are you, are you working with an agent? Yes, I am. Now I've got to dig through and it's coming from a more negative place. And that's just my, my approach to it. Um, I like subtlety where they may not know where I'm trying to go. So they might not block me as quickly. Yours is much more efficient. Yeah. So I, I like the direct method and I think yours works great too. And I, I don't, I think it's just a matter of preference as far as I've seen. Sure. Um, but let's talk about once, because I gave you the answers essentially that this guy gave or would have given um, because that's, I know the backstory and I know what happened after this, this is exactly what he was doing. And so I want to point out for everybody listening, we can hear those fishy answers right inside mm -hmm. there. The problem is the agent didn't keep digging inside there, didn't talk about it. And you know, what he could have done would be so, so first of all, he could have structured his questions better. He asked, um, are you, have you already started working with an agent? Not at the moment, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which means we've worked with somebody in the past or we have some sort of affiliation, right? Uh, you know, there's a lot of gray area in that answer. So that was the first red flag. And then he asked, uh, what did he ask after that? Uh, hold on. Let me get they were it. all kind of the same question, just worded differently in my mind. Yeah. Oh, when you do, when you do purchase, are you planning on hiring a realtor? And he said, it depends on the situation. Right. So FISBO, I'm not going to hire a realtor. That's what I'm saying. So if he's calling a FISBO, he probably doesn't want a realtor. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So here's what I would say. I think the guy has a couple of options. This agent does, right? When you get these kind of fishy answers and you want to stay there, what we know is that if we can, I, you know, you can ask about process. Okay, so you're not currently working with an agent. Depending on the scenario you get into, you may or may not have your own representation. How have you been going about looking at homes so far, which is exactly the question that you asked, right? Great question, yeah. So I'm going to bring it back and I'm just going to stay there in, in that discovery phase until I can get this fishy stuff out of the way and get some better answers from this guy. Well, and what I want to say, and I'm going to kind of steal this from how you describe this, I want him to follow the no a little bit better. So that's a no to me. It's not because it's so unclear. So I know that that's not technically a no. The first question, what was the first question again? Uh, he asked, have you started working with an agent? And okay. I said, not at the, not currently. Okay. So not currently, it sounds like you've worked with an agent in the past. Can you tell me about that experience? There like there's point. some point there, there's a level that we're missing some data here, right? Yes. So I think my point about mm -hmm. this, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the clarity around it, which is keep asking your question until you get it answered. He wasn't answering the question you wanted to know. And really the question you want to know is, will you commit to working with me as your agent? That's essentially what we want to know. Yeah. And the answers we were getting were very misleading. 
if that's the core question we wanted to know. Now, most of the time, you can't just be like, hey, will you work, will you work with me as your agent exclusively, right? Now, we can ask that sometimes, but in this context, it's not appropriate, right, to ask that question. Here's here's one of my favorite questions, and and again, I probably would have had to ask some different questions to get there. But but my thought is, so so Dale, out of curiosity, you know, if you did work with an agent, what are you looking for in an agent? Flip the script a little bit so that you can figure out that you're in charge a little bit instead of letting that client be in charge as much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So I have another one that I want to play, which is interesting over here. A little bit of a different scenario, and I want to break this down for you. Now, I, uh, when I play this, I say, listen, um, you know, uh, don't pay attention or don't get caught up in how personable this ISA, she's an ISA, don't get caught up in how personable she is because, she, you know, she's really great at the, at the rapport thing and making a connection with people and she's like fun to talk to, but I want people as, I want the listeners to really pay attention to what the interaction is here around agent. Okay, okay. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I, I don't. By the way, this is a guy who called in on a realtor.com listing and didn't realize that this wasn't the listing agent. Perfect. I don't want to take up too much time because I have a, a, a realtor that I work with. Um, you know, I'm an investor that was just looking at this and I didn't realize playing through realtor.com. I, I thought that would feed me direct to the listing broker. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to jam up, you know, your time. I, you're very helpful and I appreciate it, but I already have someone that I, that I work with. So um, that's interesting how, how, it, how it. Now he's digressing about this process, right? But he's just rejected and said, I have an agent I'm working with. So let's listen and then pay attention to the first things that she does. But, uh, you know, how yeah. you, but... So it does that. That's how it works for Realtor.com, Zillow, Trulia. So oh, does it? Okay, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but if you're not if you're not help, 100% committed to your realtor, we would love to help you. <laughs> yeah. If you're not 100% committed to your realtor, we would like to help you soft close, right? So what I say to that is, first of all, we have no idea why the guy is working with that agent. We have no idea what he's getting out of the relationship. We have no idea what he values in other agents or working with an agent at all, or if he does. And we just made a very weak close, right? That's just, what do you think about that, Brian? I'm with you. It wasn't, it wasn't strong. Um, I think maybe where I might've gone is, hey, I've worked with a lot of investors in the past. Out of curiosity, if I were to bring you an opportunity, would you consider working with me? Yeah, great, great place to go there too. One thing that I would want her to do is at least do a little bit of discovery, right? So, and rather than, and you and I talked about this before this, the show started, rather than saying, if you're not committed, just turn it around and make a solid question. Are you committed to that agent, right? Just a solid question. Are you committed to that agent? He's probably going to say yes, which is fine, but it doesn't prevent us from still closing him, telling no. him that we work with investors. The other thing I'd want, him, want her to do is, Find out why is he working with that agent? What is he getting out of that relationship? What is the advantage to working with that agent or the benefit? So that I can pitch him on that. 
So here's an interesting script that I stole from an agent on my team. And uh, so we have we have a lot of USPs. I'm a big USP guy. I think the USPs can really differentiate you between uh, the average realtor and you know somebody who's going to bring them some different value. So um, shout out to Eric Eby. He's my, our principal broker at our, our at our uh, brokerage, and he's he started saying this when somebody said that uh, um, Brian. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, someone sent me a message and I got to, got to focus here. Okay. So he started saying this, well, it sounds like that, that person must have an amazing VIP buyer program and then just shuts up nine out of 10 times. What would happen is like, what do you mean a VIP buyer program? Oh, we've got a really uh, a program that's got a bunch of incentives for people to work with us. You know, I understand if you're committed to, to somebody else, that's okay. If not, I'd be happy to, to explain to you what that is. And basically yeah. you're giving them permission. You're getting permission from that person to pitch them. And it, it, it's actually a pretty powerful tool for those people who aren't really committed. Because how many times do you say, are you committed to an agent? Yeah, I am. They're not necessarily, they just don't want to talk. They just don't want you to close them. So it's like, a, you know, it's like I go into a, a, a department store to buy a pair of pants. And the first thing that someone says to me is, hey, Brian, can I help you? And I'll say my name. Hey, can I help you? And I go, no, I'm just looking. Even though I'm there for one specific purpose, and that's to buy a pair of pants, I'm going to go to just looking because like, for whatever reason in our culture, we never, ever, ever want to get sold something, right? That's kind of our thing. So we, we learned all these defense mechanisms to keep us from getting sold. I like the way that uh, he tees it up. He tees up that pitch, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a mini takeaway. It's a huge takeaway, you yeah. know? Oh, they must have a giant bag of cash they hand you when you start working with them. Uh, what? What? Wait, there's a giant bag of cash? <laughs> exactly. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so basically this was just an empty pitch that she made without knowing any of the value proposition for that person. Uh, and then goes on later on to say, oh, well, this is who we are. This is how many houses we sell. We work in these neighborhoods. Let us know if you'd consider working with us, right? Without mm -hmm. any kind of what does this lead get out of working with your team? What, what's the result? What's the, the uh, outcome of actually working with your company or choosing you over the person I already know or have talked to? Here's a question for you, Dan. I've got a, I've got a complete philosophy on this. Are you a person who believes in pitching your credentials? And what I mean by that is, oh, we're the number one this, or we've sold this many houses. We've done. Are you are you a fan of that? I think it's context based. I think it's it's based on the conversation that you're having with somebody. There are absolutely times where people uh, want to be wowed or will be convinced or converted based on hearing key. Uh, uh, key things that uh, spark their interest or impress them. And then there are other times in conversation or other types of people who don't want to hear any of that shit. And you have to get to know who they are and what's motivating them to make it a custom fit for them. Yeah. And, and here's where I fall. Like when I used to go on a lot of listing appointments, I brought that data with me. But if I went on a hundred listing appointments, I might've shared it on one or two. And the reason I bring it up is I hear a lot of agents bragging for lack of a better way to put it you know i sold a million houses i sold 10 houses yesterday did nobody cares what you did for somebody else and they definitely don't care how great you are they want to know what you can do for them for, for the most part now some people are looking for those credentials i've been in listing appointments where people say well how many homes have you sold in my neighborhood well that's a very valid question you know if it, if if the neighborhood feels unique it's not usually unique but if you, if you show if you've shown a lot of if you've sold a lot of houses great if not you're like oh crap 
Well, then you're going to have to overcome that objection. But my point is, I'm not going to point any of that stuff out. And, you know, there's a lot of people, rarely are you the number one agent in the, in the market, right? I mean, there can only be one number one agent in the market. That's, that's how math works. So most of the time when you're going on an appointment, you're not the number one agent. So you've got to have other things to talk about. And here's the thing I think people make a mistake of. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're one of the best teams in the, in the market. Okay, well, I don't want to work with one of the best teams. I want to work with the best team. Or I'm one of the best agents in the market. Well, I don't want to work with one. I want to work with the best. So in some ways, when you bring that stuff out, I feel like you're actually creating objections that didn't need to exist. Yeah, you certainly can be. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's definitely a time and place for certain things. But uh, that's one of the, uh, like you're saying, one of the flaws of a lot of salespeople that we hear is that they just start bragging or, you know, I have a funny example. We, we took on a new client and this client has like 160 agent brokerage. Nice. And uh, yeah, so he, he's like, yeah, so we just recruited this new agent. We brought him in and he's like, we as a company have been like studying your material and your trainings over the past few months. And we love this stuff. We brought in this agent from the outside and we showed him your Zillow lead training, conversion training. And meanwhile, the guy's never even worked Zillow leads. And he was like, that's a bunch of crap. I need to answer all the questions when somebody asks me questions, right? So we train not to be an information desk, right? We're, we're like, hey, your job is to find out, are you a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller and set the appointment with somebody, right? Um, or set the appointment, find out, are you a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller? And this agent from the outside came in and he was like, that's a bunch of crap. I'm going to answer any question I can find. So similar to what you're saying is just doing a bunch of talking, right? They're like, Old school sales mentality is I know everything, demonstrate that I know everything, brag about what I've done, and you're going to just follow me like the Pied Piper, I guess. Mm -hmm. Definitely not yeah. the way people do things these days. Yeah, no, nobody cares about you until they think you care about them. And I think that's an important concept out there. So bragging about what you know, and I, here's another thing. You know, I can tell you right now, if I'm sitting across from a salesperson who's bragging about all the stuff that they're selling and how much money they're making, great. You have an opportunity to give me a discount because you're, you're making tons of money. <laughs> That's where my brain goes. Like, okay. Employment in your Mercedes. I'm going to think you're overpaid. Yeah. You know, seriously, don't pull up in a $150,000 car and then expect me not to ask for a discount. You're doing better than I am. That's funny. Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Brian, do you have anything that you want to listen to today? I'm happy to. I, I did bring a call. And, you know, one of the things about this call is it's not a bad call. There's some room for improvement in here. But uh, I, I think every once in a while, it's a good opportunity to play a, a, a decent call. So that's and not that the other calls were yeah. bad. But I think sometimes we have a tendency to Wait focus. A minute. What so, a crazy, what a crazy idea. Let's talk about what well, went well in a call. Right. And, you know, here's the reality, even in good calls, and I'm a firm believer that there's always room for improvement, always, always, always. And, I, you know, so I just want people to get that, that, you know, a lot of the times I feel like we're, we're dogging on people, but at the same point in time, we're, 
I, we're not. I mean, we're, we're harsh on people, but that's because we feel like there's opportunity to grow. So anyway, I'll go ahead and share this call and uh, we'll see what we got here. And we will be needing to reload. Hi there, Alex here. Ah, I crud, I hit a button. Hold on. Good. Sure. And I can kind of tell you my situation too. I have an interview here in about 15 minutes. Um, if all goes well, my family will be needing to relocate from Tulsa to, to um, Bentonville area. Um, oh, we're a family of four. So my husband works in Pryor. So we're looking at the Centerton Gentry area to keep his drive down as much as possible. And I mean, this is like the first house I even drove by. I had some time to spare, but um, yeah, that's where we're at. Okay. And then um, we do who have are a house you? In... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we do have a house in Broken Arrow that we'll have to shell, and the stress of all okay. that makes me want to cry, but it'll be fine. <laughs> well, good news is I do have some great agents in Broken Arrow. My best friend. So I do like where the first place that she went with this, and and this is one of the things I want to point out about this call because she did this great right here, and another spot not as great. Solve persons. Solve this person's problem. And that's exactly what she did here. She said, the person went, I'm completely stressed out about the fact that I've got to sell a house and buy a house. So step one of that is solve their problem, right? And so I love that. She goes through and talks about, she's got a, a best friend over there. You know, she can, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. But to me, I right. love that. I saw, I actually heard it differently. The woman was like uh, relating sort of pain and anxiety and stress. And she <laughs> went to a personal story that's positive. I have a best friend over here. Like, it's almost like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to take you into our circle. And now you know people too. That's what I heard. And I thought yeah. that was really great. Yeah. And, and I'll piggyback and say, that's, that's another, that's another really good point there. I, I completely agree with that. So here's what I want to point out. One of the things I feel like we do as agents sometimes is we missed opportunity points. And I don't know, maybe we should come up with a term for this, but anytime that you can solve a problem you know, give somebody value. That's one of the things we need to be looking for in phone calls. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in just going through our motions that we miss those opportunities to provide a huge value. It feels like this is a huge opportunity to get this person to work with us because I'm going to solve her other problem over here. Oh yeah. Brian, you and I are both coaches. We both have people approach us with problems in their businesses. And you and I both know very well that we oftentimes give free advice before anyone engages us. And oftentimes that like that free taste, right? That little bit of crack is like, they, they, then they're like, that's what I need. This is what I need. And you know, you, you take that opportunity and, and you and I are both problem solvers. We, we love solving problems for people. It's very impactful to do that. It makes people like you automatically and want to work with you. Yeah. So, you know, my advice is as people watching this, look for those opportunities. And, and here's the th another thing. And this is one of the things I don't think she does as well. If you notice, they kind of start walking on each other. Here's a, here's a word we need to learn as salespeople. It's patience. We have to be extremely patient throughout this process or what happens is we, we talk on top of each other. And by the way, I do it. I know I do it. And Normally, the first time I do it, I'm like, okay, I have to be careful and wait for my turn here. But, you know, it's just something to be very cognizant of. If you start talking over top of somebody, some people are really offended. Some people don't care. Some people are like, this is how I talk and people talk over me and I talk over them and I don't care. But you talk over the wrong person. Like my, I, my ex 
in-laws were like that. It was like, they didn't have a conversation. They all just talked over each other and it made my head hurt because that's not how I grew up. So understand no. that you have to pay attention to that on the phone. Anyway, I'm going to keep playing this a little bit. From high school actually as an agent in the Tulsa okay. area. And she's there, she's there with an awesome team. You probably have heard of them, the Katrin or the, um, yeah, the Katrin team. Okay. Um, she has a billboard off of like, right off the interstate and stuff, so. I don't know if all that was necessary. Um, yeah, I mean, this will be but, really our first time having to sell and buy and, and move things quickly as we can. Um, we bought our house we're in now about eight years ago, and that was our first house that we bought. Yeah, if you pause it, um, Aww, I, I, think, um, I think what she was attempting to do was sort of give validity and set, you know, she was trying to say, you're going to be in good hands. They'll get it taken care of for you. They have a lot of experience and they, they've done this before a million times, nothing to worry about. It came out as they have a billboard out there on the street, right? Uh, yeah, so, it, good thought, maybe not the best execution, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I think the, the intent was there, but the delivery didn't match up. Yeah, and again, it works out okay. But, uh, and again, this is what I'm talking about, guys. You know, every call that we play, as far as I'm, I've never heard a, on a scale of one to 100, I've never heard a hundred call. I don't know if you have, I don't think I've ever made a hundred call. So, that's, so the thing. that's the thing, Brian, like people are like, oh, hey, can you send us uh, examples of good X, Y, Z? And uh, I'm always like, that's hard to do because there might be shining examples of this, but it's buried in some other stuff that I don't want to show you, right? That, that is, yes. is not instructive and not the way you should do things because it happens so frequently. It really does. So anyway, I'll play a couple more minutes of this call. There's some good stuff. But you know, yeah. good things, good things. Who yes, are yes, you I hope doing so. an interview? Yeah. Who are you doing an interview with? Um, it's with Rose Properties for a, a veterinary director position. Okay. So most likely they're not gonna be paying you. You're not gonna have you're not gonna get like a movie fast forward for a second thing like that, probably. Um, yeah, I just buy it on my way. They're through. talking over each other again. Yeah. <laughs> What time are you thinking this afternoon? Because it may not, um, this weekend might be better to try to do okay. with, because um, sure. it's probably going to be. I'm guessing what this agent was back. doing, I don't know this, I haven't spoken to her, is I don't have time to show it this afternoon. So I'm giving you a reason to do it on the weekend. That's my educated guess on that. I don't know that. that for, But you know what I like about that is, is being in control of the call. Like if you don't have the ability to show somebody a house, right now and you don't have any backup systems in place and we do have some of those but you know hey it might be make more sense to work look on the weekend yeah absolutely and that's this person better. has a house to sell and that's yeah, better go. than saying i can't i don't have any time today i don't have any time until saturday because right. you know listen people will stick you with you there are certain i hear it frequently i think my wife sometimes says that stuff right they'll stay with you they'll go stay with you but some of those people are like uh, you're not the only game in town. Maybe I'll just find another agent to show it to me. Absolutely. So. I don't know, you know, but you're also not in a position to even really write an offer either. So, so that was a little uh, bit of an assumption there. And that's, that's probably not because she may be in a position to write an offer. And here's where she went. And here's where, in my opinion, we didn't take the opportunity to solve her problem. And listen, you see what I mean. You know, if you get that, get the job. Uh, I guess we'll see how today goes. Um, yeah, and like I said, we can always come back this weekend. It's not a big deal at all. Oh, yes. And, you know, if you come this weekend, we might be able to gather, like, maybe a couple houses if there's enough on the market. Let me see, because okay. they may not be – some people – 
some agents want to show it through the weekend before they accept okay. offers. Sure. But I would need to get a hold of the agent and see, because I also would hate okay. for you to like miss the house. But do you know if you would have to sell your house in order to purchase, though? Um, honestly, so, I'm not really. Uh, and this is kind of where I'm going to end because we're we're running out of time. But so great question. But what she doesn't do is solve the problem. And here's what I mean by that. If somebody says to me, you know, Brian, I don't know if I have to, if I ask them, hey, do you have to sell your house first or do you, or can you own two houses at the same time for a short period of time? I don't know. You know what? One of the things that we can do is I'm going to set you up with my lender. My lender can get that question answered for you. And the answer doesn't matter if it's yes or no, but it's a very important piece of information for us to know so we can put together a plan. So, you know, um, I can set you up with our lender uh, either today or tomorrow, which day works better for you. And solve you're solving that person's problem. Instead, basically what happens is, well, I'll check with somebody and figure it out. You didn't solve their problem for them. So where she did solve the problem on the front end of, you know, I've got a house to sell and I'm stressed out and I don't know how to do it. Great. I've got an agent who will take care of all that for you. She didn't solve the problem back here. Now, I think it's going to work out fine. But remember, the more problems I can solve for somebody, the more dedicated they're going to be. Whether you guys believe this or not, it's a law. It's a law of reciprocity. If yeah. I do something for you, you will feel committed to do something for me. It's a, it's a law. It's human nature. Most, it's not most normal human beings operate that way. Yeah. Now, and again, if you're a psychopath, you who don't. Most yeah, that, yeah, but I can, you know, I, we've got to go to the law of averages here too. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to look at, so, you know, hey, I've given you an opportunity to do this and I, I've set this up for you. I've got you an agent who'll sell your house for you. And now I'm going to find help you find this out. Before you get off that phone call, you've solved two problems for this person and we haven't even met yet. So I'm not guaranteeing that person's going to work with you, but the heck of a lot more likely to work with you because you've, you've, heat in on these opportunities. So, you know, I think it's super important for us to start thinking about that. Where's my opportunity to show value? Because we talked about this at the beginning. In 05, when I started, I put somebody in my car and unless I insulted them, they worked with me, whether I did a good job or not. Because I guarantee you the first five houses I sold, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I don't know if I did a good job or not, to be honest, I can't remember, it's so long ago. But my guess is, is I, let me just say this, I'm 100% sure there was better agents in the market than me because I'd never done it before. But they didn't fire me, why? Because it was hard to get a real estate agent. This lady probably got seven other phone calls in the last two hours. So you have to show more value and quickly today than you did 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, hope everybody got a ton of value out of today's call. Thanks, Brian and Dale. Kathy, you are fantastic. We love you too. Uh, good seeing everybody. We'll see all of you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.